Welcome back. Welcome back. What's going down? JB and Andy in the house. We missed last week. Tell me about where were you? I was on vacation and uh, I was not thinking about anybody but myself and my family. Where'd you go? Any place cool? Uh, we go to Mexico. We used to go to California. It was it, it become became too expensive. So now we go to Mexico. And the truth of the matter is the house I get in Mexico on the beach. Yes, there's a beach real close to Arizona. The house I get on the beach is a quarter of the cost. And a hundred times better. But people have this like stigma of going to Mexico like they're afraid and stuff. And That it's worse or more dangerous than California? And it's not. <laughs> no. It's not. I don't think it is. Maybe it was, but I don't think it, w- it, they think it is today. No, no. So we sat on the beach. We hung out. I did a lot of fishing with my son and my son-in-law in the waves. And uh, yeah. How about you? You were on vacation. Vacation. Um, we took a week off and went to California. Um, but kind of beach hop. So we stayed at a bunch of different places, went to Universal. Did That's a cool place, isn't it? I was impressed. I hadn't been there since I was a kid. And yeah. literally, it was the tour of the place. And back Did you do studio future. tour? We still did that. That's cool. Yeah, it was cool. And after being there eight hours, six hours, we were ready to ride for an hour or two. So I don't think anybody was mad at it. Yeah. It's nice having not adult kids, but teenage kids. They can sit in a seat without dying. Did you go to Hollywood? Went to Hollywood. Um, it wasn't bad. Hollywood's interesting because you're, you're like this block. You're like, oh my gosh, I found I Love Lucy. This block, there's a shooting. Somebody died that was dressed <laughs> like I Love Lucy. Like Hollywood's pretty, pretty interesting. Um, did you ever read my email? I sent you an email on Beverly, Beverly Hills. Hills. Yeah, you went yeah. shopping, huh? Yeah. So we went to Rodeo Drive. Big um, mistake. Big mistake. Pretty, my, pretty woman. My kids were like doing so well. And then I'm like, well, let's go into Chanel. And they oh, they man. queued us outside. A Maybach uh, Mercedes pulls up, goes in front of us. And then uh, then we finally go in with a you know personal shopper. No, everybody drives that in there. Um, but that's like one of my favorite cars. Big SUV by yeah. Mercedes. And uh so we go in and this person like sits at your elbow and you walk that. through it. And so we get out and it was kind of interesting. We had a conversation about why did you feel like that? Cause everybody just felt really weird. And I'm like, well, I know I make more than her, the person following us around. So it, it's, we're not intimidated by that security is everywhere, but they were really kind. They, they were nice, normal guys everywhere. I'm sure just because of the protest activity yeah. and how they've been, rampaged a couple times um and the price of stuff like i could have bought a belt buckle of a belt from chanel or something like that <laughs> it's stupid like, right it is well and i'm like but we own some of this like we wear chanel colognes we have chanel purses or whatever we just wait till they get to sacks off the rack or whatever yeah it's stupid like when i was in vegas one time not what we're talking about today but i was in vegas one time and i was at the C- uh, caesar's Mm-hmm. Caesars Bellagio both have yeah. huge, but they had ba- Balenciaga. Yeah, pricey. and there was a line out. So I went in. I'm like, I'm gonna check this crap out. Man, you you couldn't pay me to wear that crap. No offense, <laughs> yeah, but I did not come home with any Chanel belt. Yeah, you couldn't pay me. Uh, Morgan Freeman Man bag. I think Morgan Freeman had a quote years ago why he doesn't wear name brand labels, and it was, uh, I, I'm not there to impress you. I'm there to support my family. I like that, or something like that. Yeah. I mean, he's the voice of God, so he is. Hey, so we're going to jump into a conversation. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're going to jump into a conversation. Since it is 4th of July weekend, we're going to have a little bit of an XL 
version. And you might be listening to this after the 4th of July, but I still think it's probably pretty fitting for the conversation of where we're at. We're going to talk a little bit about Independence Day. No, not the movie with uh, Ben Affleck. Was it Ben Affleck? No. Will Will Smith. Smith. Oh, definitely not that movie. Um, But we're going to talk about Independence Day. Oh, what was his? Armageddon. That's what it was. Same scene. Same basic video. Oh, Armageddon. Yeah, it was the same movie. who's Who's the band that sings the theme song? The big band. The guy was on American Idol. It's your generation. I don't know, man. I don't want to go something. I don't know, dude. I want to still the sleep, but I miss you, Oh, oh Aerosmith. Aerosmith. That's their only number one song ever. Seriously. They sold out to dude, get a number one song. Sweet Emotion's a way better tune. The beginning of that, he, the clock stop breaks. Glock stop, whatever it's called. Okay, right, I have right, no never, idea what you're talking about. Never mind. Um, anyways, so we're going to talk a little bit about Independence Day. And I realized something about America. Mm-hmm. Um, a while ago, America is the only place where you can leave your car worth thousands of dollars in the driveway, yet you put crap in your garage. Did you see my garage? All three it's cars. Full of, they all do all fit in there. Fit in there. I only can. I have I still a, have a lot of crap. But. I have a beautiful truck that I can't fit in my garage, not because I have crap, but because I have a trailer. We'll leave it at that. In America, school grades is the only country that goes A, B, C, D, F, which tells you a little bit about our education system because they forgot the letter E. Do you know why? No, I don't. Do you? Do you want to know why? Yeah. I don't want to break your business. No, dude, I love it. Why? So, you know, when your kids in grade school, they get the satisfactory or they get excellent yeah. or excellent, yeah. right? And so the E, it, this was like in the 1930s, they were going from that system, which was just, you did it or you did a little bit better, exceeds or satisfactory. Um, and so the, if they put an E on a report card, they were worried people think it was excellent. Interesting. Didn't so know that. they dropped it. All right. How about this one? In America, the only place in the world that sells chicken fingers at restaurants. Chicken fingers. That's true. Does that a chicken have true. fingers? I mean, we get chicken strips because we're a Chick-fil-A family, but I, I understand where you're going with that. I got you. And then only in America do people buy double, triple cheeseburgers, large fry, and a... Diet Coke. Diet Coke. People love their Diet Coke. Did you know you- what? I had a quiz with my daughter yesterday about the t- top 10 soft drinks in America. I pulled it up. I was just going to, because I follow Coke. I'm Coke's Coke. number one. Coke's number one. Diet Coke's number two. Number three. Pepsi's number two. Got 22 points. No. Something. Maybe it's shifted. May, uh, Did you know Mountain Dew's in the top five? Oh, I love my Mountain Dew. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, do you know what was a surprising one on number nine in my list? Fanta. Anyways. drinks that in America? I don't know. That's a Mexican drink. I love drink. when you go to like um, foreign countries. Mexican. The Fanta. No, India, same way. The Fanta commercials are so like, you're like, why doesn't everybody drink this? This I is know. the most I amazing. Know. Look how much fun they have. I know. Have you ever been to a white person's wedding? Boring. Yeah, no Fanta. Bring Maybe we Fanta. just need Fanta. <laughs> Maybe that's Apparently. what it is. Only in America do you have drive up ATM machines that have Braille lettering on them. We're required to do that. I know. That's so freaking. You, yeah, you're a bank guy. Yeah. That's the stupidest thing I've ever we seen in my life. To. Anyways, only in America did the Kardashians last year make $65 million more than you did, and they don't even have a job. And and they actually come from nothing. Like, their right. only claim to fame is... Sex tape. Big butt. Sex tape. Oh, okay. I think that's what I'm going to do in, in 2024. I don't think people are buying that. I don't think so. I don't think I would even buy that. And I know you can't find anybody <laughs> to be in it with you. No, I know. No, no, no. I can't do it. Do it anyways. All right. So we're going to talk about Independence Day, but I got a little clip for you real fast that I want to play that you don't even know about this. Uh-oh. Here we go. You ready? Let's roll. You're going to love it. You're going to tell me that you don't have no black cats 
No Roman candles or screaming memes? No. Oh, come on, man. You don't got no lady fingers, buzz buttles, snicker bombs, church burners, finger blasters, gut busters, zippity doodahs, or crap flappers? No, I don't. You're gonna stand there owning a fireworks stand and tell me you don't have no whistling bungholes, no spleen splitters, whisker biscuits, honky lighters, husker do's, husker don'ts, cherry bombs, nips of dazers, with or without the scooter stick, or one <laughs> single whistling kitty chaser? A little Joe Dirt for you on uh, 4th of July. Nothing more American than than that. Than Joe Dirt. I just told you how short your haircut is. I feel like you're going the reverse. Uh, I'm trying to go against Joe Dirt. Anyways, what well, hey, a tradition for 4th of July. What do you guys do? Tradition, we have an extravaganza. Even back before we had houses, we would... Um, get the pool at the apartment complex, invite everybody, grill. Somebody's like, oh, you're barbecuing? I'm like, barbecuing? Barbecuing is like what people do when they throw hot dogs and hamburgers, Ooh. patties. I said, we cook. It is a cook out. So we have 30 pounds of meat, a pound per person, between sausage, shrimp, wings. Oh. Actually, we have 40. That's a lot of meat. 1.25 pounds per person. And you got about 30 people coming over to your shindig tomorrow. 30 people coming, yeah. Then blast some fireworks. Stinking Litchfield canceled their show. So we'll have to make do. But we just have a huge party. That's We've fun. done it since we were married. It's, it's where I found out my wife has like this amazing gift of, of party planning and, and just loving on people through through food. That's fun. We're not doing anything. My kids are coming over. My son-in-law spent some money on uh, some fireworks, which is really interesting because the last couple of years, he, him and my son have lit fireworks and in the middle in the street, and then they go and they jump through them while they're going off. And I don't understand that. Are they 12? I, I don't understand that. They've done it in the past, and no offense if they're listening now, you'll probably do it again tomorrow, and you'll say, I told you so. But anyways, so that's all right. We don't, we don't do anything. We hang out at the pool, relax a little bit, celebrate independence. But as we celebrate independence, I have a question for you. JB, what's the difference between independence and dependence, and which one do you struggle with more? Independent, well, I don't think I would celebrate Dependence Day. <laughs> dependence Day, I think of those diapers, depends. <laughs> I, You're going to be there someday. You'll be celebrating that. I, I can't do it myself anymore, so I need help. You'll right? be doing it one day. Isn't that the definition of dependence? Um, so independence, yeah, I would definitely say I kind of side with the independence, the ability to do whatever I want, whenever I want, as long as, as the president's okay with it today. See, it's pretty interesting because I've been thinking a lot about this idea of independence as a, as a man and independence as a Christian man, and I'm not sure that we were made for independence. I think there's a difference between, we're going to argue a little bit about this. I mean, obviously, we have governmental independence, which we taught, we're going to talk about a little bit, a bit. You brought up the Bill of Rights in an earlier conversation with me. But then we look at what Scripture says, and nowhere do I see the word independence in Scripture. I think that's fair, but I mean, it's 4th of July episode XL, so I'm excited about that. A little more time to, to go into the nuance here. And so we celebrate Independence Day, and I would say because it is freedom of the individual over government. And we came out of Europe where the government, I mean, people were sharecropping. They didn't have their own property. They were, they were told what religion, right? We were coming out of a national religion, even though it was a Christian sect. It still was a national religion, and so that background, and so we came to America and said the individual is more important than the government. Yeah, but that's not true today. 
I mean, so so then I still argue. That's awkward, but it's but, the truth. But it's still in the Bill of Rights, right? And and God bless our Supreme Court, right? They're arguing that every day that it is in the Bill of Rights. Let me let me burst people's bubble right there. Second Amendment. It's not about hunting. It should be though. <laughs> no, that can be. You can do that also. But Second Amendment was to throw off a tyrannical government including yeah. our own, if it got too big for its britches. Yeah, but you can't do that anymore. I mean, we know that, so that's an outdated, obviously, and I'm not saying I'm against First Amendment, Second Amendment, anything like that, but what I am saying is that's an outdated understanding and stipulation for what that bill actually, Bill of Rights actually says, because there is nowhere in America that you could get a group of people to raise up against their own government with arms at this point and not be considered a criminal. So this idea, and, and this is why this is important in my, in, in my conversation about independence, dependence, because the idea of too much independence, too much independence, and that's even a question, is there such thing as too much independence as a government, as a society, as a man, is there too much independence? I'll let, let, let that question throw off. Well, I think as a government, I mean, we got to talk about that right now, right? I mean, we're trying to implement too much independence within the government. I think COVID took it away from us. September 11th took away where the government's continued to get bigger and without going into conspiracy, right? I think we all agree it's bigger right now. And I would say that's bad for the independent person to the point where Tucker Carlson has somebody checking his text outside of a lawsuit, right? The federal government was listening into his text, right? Normal civilians are having the government infringe upon their rights. And that's, that's not American. So- because right. we are different from any other country. When we say freedom of speech, it's almost absolute. England, it's not absolute. Canada, we saw it's not absolute, right? You can't protest in your in your big rig in, in Canada. So these were absolute rights that we founded the country on. And I think we're fighting to get them back right now because I think the last 20 years has been kind of a steamroll downhill. So it, it leads to this question because I think this is a, a conversation that I think is deeper than just a governmental side of things. Is is freedom? Is there such thing as too much freedom then? Because uh, let me let me say it this way: I, I think when we're talking about societal government stuff, sure, we want to live in a free country. We want to live and have the freedom to worship, freedom to work, freedom to produce, all these types of things. I get it. A first of all, our freedom in America, and I'm just going to go on a soapbox, is limited. A hundred percent is limited. And if we don't think it is, then we're not understanding. Like for instance, I'm not free to have all my money. That doesn't happen. I have to pay taxes. There's a limited amount of freedom we actually have as Americans. We just don't like to call it limited freedom. We do have limited freedom. However, we do have freedom of religion. We do have freedom of different things. And again, I love America. You're not going to hear me bash America. I just was talking. Matter of fact, JB has a beautiful American flag in his home. We were just discussing it a second ago. I'm like, man, there is no more beautiful flag in the world to me than that. Um, so I am a hundred percent American, but I have to ask the question. And then as a Christian man, I have to ask the question, you know, everywhere I read in the scripture, it says be dependent on God. And yet I live in a country that says fight for your independence as an individual. And yet I read a scripture that says be dependent on God. And so there's an oxymoron. There's almost a dichotomy of being independent versus being dependent. And so there's parts of me that love independence, right? When I see movies where people are breaking free and becoming independent, when I hear about tyrannical governments that are being overthrown and independence is being put into play, I love that. I love the fact that I can do what I want any day of the week. 100% I love that freedom. I love that independence. The problem is, though, the very nature of our culture, which was set in our government, which was set to find independence, 
has also created a dichotomy or a juxtaposition to what does it mean to be dependent on God? How can I fight for independence yet say I'm dependent on God? But isn't that come from God too? Because so central to the Christian faith is the freedom to choose God or to not choose God. Sure, sure. That's a good point. And so so we have that freedom and then everything is a negotiation, right? Not as much with God. But when I got married to my wife... I said, I will give up my freedom to any other woman. Oh, when you get married, you give up freedom sometimes, boys. Yeah, that was the least of the freedoms that, that was troublesome. But I'll give up freedom to your, that side, the side of the bed that's closest to the bathroom, right? I'll give up that freedom. Do you have to, to sleep on one side of the bed? Hold on. Do you have to sleep on a certain side of the bed every, everywhere it, you go? It's not north or south, but it's close to the bathroom. I sleep on the far, the far end. She's always close to the bathroom. So that's actually funny because no matter where we go, my wife and I, no matter where we sleep, no matter what bed we sleep in, I have to have my right arm hanging out of the bed. Oh, so it's specific. Specific. Yeah, it doesn't matter left or right. It's just close to the bathroom. I don't know why we got on this subject. It has nothing to do with independence. But anyways. But no, this is the trade, right? To get things that you want, you give up freedom. I work a job where I don't have freedom for eight hours every day. To get freedom of what you want, right? to have the finances to, to fund what I want to do. So I think everything is this trade. And so we come into our relationship with God. And I think sometimes we do look at that more contractually, maybe wrongly so. But um, to your point, the, the question that you asked is, what's the difference and how do I struggle with dependence or independence? I'd say I struggle being dependent on God because I come, come into it very factual based. So I, well, and that's a good point. You know, when I look at Adam and Eve, they, they did not struggle with this. They automatically understood their independence because they made decisions despite what God had said of depending on him. So I think there's something innately in us that strives for independence. I think you're right in the sense of it is harder for me to be dependent. I mean, think about how many guys are, are not dependent upon anybody right? How many guys are, are proud of their independence? I didn't need anybody to do this. I did. This. Well, how many guys, when you have a project, won't call somebody for help? Even if you can't do it, even if you can't do Just it, right? it's broken. Right? I've busted my back and my nut many times trying to lift stuff. I should not have lifted by myself. You know, you go to Ikea and they got the boxes that say team lift. <laughs> I look at that. And I'm like, Psh. team lift joke. Unless it's two or three teams. I still got it. Yeah. It's a joke, right? But it's interesting because by definition, the word independent is to be free from outside control, not depending on one another's, another's authority. So that's the term independent, right? To be free from outside control, not depending on another's authority. That's what we would say as a country. We are independent because we do not rely on outside control of one's authority. So our country is established on this idea of independence. Yet when I look at that kind of definition of independence outside of control, not depending on another's authority, I want to depend on God's authority, not my own, because independence for me makes me feel um, alone and uh, in solitude. My wife would often say to me, you don't really need anybody in this world. You don't need, she said this to me in arguments at times and, and she's right. And it's a, it's a, it's a terrible trait of myself. She has said, you don't really need me in this relationship a lot of the time. And because you're independent, you make your own. Think she's bragging. When no, she's no, she's that. not bragging. She's calling out a problem in my life. And I'm yeah. well aware of that. I'm not, that's not a brag. Uh, it's, it's actually a fault that I'm well aware of. Um, and she's right because of that sense of autonomy that, you know, think about this, man. I, I've been watching this uh, series 1883. 
the new series uh, off of Yellowstone. Harrison like, Ford, right? Uh, no, it's not Harrison Ford. It's Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. By the way, she's looking rough these days, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I, I watched this 1883, and it's about the Oregon Trail and um, their fight for independence and their make their way, and it's all about them making uh, a way for themselves, the self-made man, right? We hear about that all the time. We're self-made men. And we brag about that. And we think that that's independence. I don't need to rely on anybody. Yet that is such a, such a contradiction to what my soul really longs for. Honestly, I long for dependence. How, how much cooler was it when you were a kid when you can depend on your parents to bring home the bacon so you didn't have to go make it yourself? No, I mean, my daughter, Hannah, that everybody met is at her job interview today. And I'm like, this will be the last time you not you don't work in the rest of your life, right? It sucks, so dude. Like, Shit, stop her now. Stop her now. So I've been putting it off and putting it off because I think it was important for her to enjoy it while she could be the dependence of mom and dad and knowing where things are coming from, having a 4th of July bash and not worrying about the price or who's coming. You just show up and enjoy it. Yeah, so we like the idea of dependence. But we don't like the idea of, but, but we also like the idea of independence. So where's the balance? Because whether from a societal standpoint, you know, you talked about the Bill of Rights earlier. This idea that we all have these self-truths that we hold self-evident, that every man should be blah, 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 blah. And yet I look at that and I'm like, man, an independent Andy is a dangerous individual. I'm dangerous. But I think the, the part of that, right, is that every man is created equal but in America, every man's unique also. And so that's what's special. And I think that's biblical too. That's, that's why we believe in life, right? Because we believe every embryo, every baby, the, the sperm and the egg get together. Something unique has just happened that's God-ordained, that has a future, a vision for its life, and is going to become an amazing man or woman. And, and so we, we do hold that precious, and that's why we fought the Civil War and hundreds of thousands died, right? Every color we hold precious. It's good to be unique. It's something worth fighting for as a country. So I see, I see what you're saying, and I agree with what you're saying. I don't deny that in any manner. I 100% believe in that. Yet I come back to this idea that we are founded on independence, and yet it goes against, and again, I'm not talking communism here, socialism, anything of that nature. I'm not that Well, way. you're in luck. Waiting another four years, you might get <laughs> Seriously, we're not going to get and talk about that. Um, but yet, I read scripture like James 15, 15. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he that bears much fruit apart from me, you can do nothing. That means apart, independent of God, you can do nothing. Yet we celebrate the idea of independence. So here's where I think that. Wait, the, hold on. You can't stop the scripture though. Whoever abides in me. Right. So, so he just made a decision. To abide in him. Yeah. Right. So you gave up your freedom. You made that decision. But that's what There's I'm saying. See, this is why this day, this is why this day is, is a, is a contradiction to the Christian faith, not a contradiction to a government. I'm not saying that, but when we, we, we relish in the idea of our independence, we fight for that. And I look at that and I'm like, man, I want to fight to be more dependent. And, and so there's in my mind, and I know there's two separate arguments here. I'm not naive to think that we're talking governmental and we're talking God yet. If our government was founded upon the principles of the scripture, which it was, it almost is like an error in our judgment to what it means to be independent and dependent. 
I think a better word is the idea of liberty, like the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness, right? I like the idea of liberty. Liberty means I am not in a controlled, in a demeaning manner under the authority that is uh, oppressive. So I'm free to choose. That was what liberty would be. The difference between God and sin, right? Sin oppresses. It keeps you in bondage. God gives you freedom through your dependency. Right. So maybe we, instead of calling this Independence Day, we need to call this Liberty Day. So this idea of liberty, you know, is this pursuit that I am not under tyrannic control or tyranny control. I'm not under oppression, but I want to be dependent on God. I want to celebrate an idea of me being more dependent on God. James 4, 7, submit yourselves, right? We talk about that all the time. To me, to submit means I have to choose to put myself under authority. Everything that goes against the formation of our country. Think about that. I'm choosing to put myself under an authority. Our government was established with the idea of, I don't want to be oppressed by an authority. So that's where the juxtaposition of this whole argument comes from. Again, I love America. I'm not saying I would choose anywhere else in the world to live in. Um, I wouldn't choose anywhere else to live. So I think, I think it's a trade though, going back to my contract, the agreement that we make with our wife, right? That I am going to be loved. I am going to feel like you, me, we can go to war, right? That when I picked Annie, there was, there was a benefit. And for that, I was willing to give away some freedom because I thought I'd benefit it. I, I think when we look at independence in men, and, and specifically with their walk with God, they're like, well, I go to church, so I already give up two hours on a Sunday. Four hours if you're a Pentecostal. Four hours if you're a Pentecostal, right? Sunday, twice on Sunday, at least once on Wednesday. Um, but, but I give that up. What do I get in return? So let's ask another question then, because this, this makes me, let me ask you this question. Being dependent on God and being independent on God, what do you get? Well, going back to your, your vine and the branches, I get nothing if I'm not dependent on God, but I get something when I am dependent on God. It bears good fruit. But I think, I think in a man's walk with God, you sit there and you go, so I'm supposed to be dependent. So that, does that mean I go to a men's Bible study on top of Sunday? Ugh, that's rough, but okay, I'll do that. Does, uh, that, does that mean I help out? I, I do the communion cups or pass the basket? I think like, that's, I think that's a, an outflowing of an understanding of your dependence. I, I, here's the problem I see in that, and I think there's a lot of guys who understand that and, and, and follow that same train of thought. They think dependence means an action of having to do something. Right. I think de- dependence is, an act, is, is an, a result of an action of not doing something. So I, I think it's a little bit different and, and in my world. I'm dependent when I'm not doing something, when I'm not taking matters into my own hands, when I'm not trying to figure out the solution and find out the problem, when I'm not trying to control everything, that's my action. Those seem to be independent actions. When I'm dependent on God, that doesn't mean I don't do anything. What it does mean is I, I, I position myself underneath his authority versus what I think is right. Dependence is an action, but it's not necessarily a willful action. Of I have to go do, I have to show up to church you know, six, six Sundays out of five. Um, is that, that was funny because it's not even true. You can't do that. But um, they think this action is what shows my dependence of the outward, uh, outward look of my, by what I physically do. I think the outward, what I do is a direct result of what's happening in me and in my spirit. 
So when I become more dependent on God, and how do I do that? That's the biggest question. I'm going to ask you this in a second. How do you do that? How do you become more dependent on God and less independent on yourself? Um, but when I become more dependent on God, there's a reflection of that thou through my actions. Well, and I think that's the, that's the issue, right? I think as men, many men, we think being dependent on God means I do more for God. Which is totally false. But I think that's why, why is that even that's thought the submit? Because that's what it is everywhere else. When I become dependent on my job, I do more for my job. When I become dependent on my family, I do more for my family. And so I think there's already this automatic thing that says I need to try hard to harder, do more to be dependent. And it's really uncomfortable for good men, good men to sit there and say, okay, God, I'm just going to let you take control here. And I'm going to sit back because that just seems inactivity is, is just not a great feeling. Well, how, how does it, how does it work in your life then? How do you become more dependent on God? That's what I'm asking. I'm, I'm the one giving you the view from the cheap seats. I think first is I don't necessarily have a hundred percent answers. I think it's a willful submission to authority. So then I have to hate that. I, but then I have to look at my, my life my microscopic, what's the word I'm looking at? I don't know if that's the right word. It doesn't matter. I have to look at my life pretty fi- in detail and say what areas of my life are not submitted to the authority of God and the authority of his word, right? That's how we know the authority of God by his word. What areas of my life are not submitted to that? That's where I've chosen independence. And what happens in Adam and Eve when they choose independence, what happens? They hide, they, they, they run away, they fall out of the garden, Right. So there's this problem when we choose independence of God that we think it's better for us to make decisions on our own. I can do it my way, forge my my own path. So I think the hardest issue that men have to deal with is this idea of dependence on God and independence from God. That's good. And a lot of us live lives that are independent of God. Now, not not wholly like we've given our hearts to God and to Jesus, but there's still areas of our lives that we live independent of him or his word. And I think the reason why we do that is because if I have willful submission to authority, which is um, important, and I think that's where dependence lies, is willful submission to authority. If I have that, yet I still am independent in areas of my life, it means that the person or the person, God, I don't trust him enough to be fully dependent on him. So it's not that I don't want to submit, it's I don't trust the person I'm submitting to hmm. with this area of my life. Now, again, I'm not talking your whole heart. I'm not talking your whole life. But every guy I know has areas of their lives where they still operate independent of God. Well, and you see it in all of our relationships, right? Even in our marriage, you see places where it's hidden. It, it's not fully out there. Um, and we make decisions independent of one another. Well, usually the areas that I'm independent from God are the areas I'm ashamed of. Well, the, those are normally the ones with your spouse also. Right. So you don't, you don't hide the things you're bragging about. For instance, I, I think a great example is I don't trust you, God, enough to supply for my finances. So I will, independent from you, make decisions that are going to be to my benefit. I'm not submitting to the way you say to do it. I'm not necessarily opposed to the way you say you do it, but my actions are not indicative of my submission to your authority. How about with pornography? I don't trust you, God, with the intimacy of my heart and my physical desires. That's good. So because I don't trust you enough with those physical desires, I'm not going to submit to the way you say because the way you say doesn't equate to what I feel. 
And because I'm not willfully submitting to tell to what you say, which is to be pure, I'm ashamed. So why would I ever bring that under your authority? Because that means I have to say I've been independent in this area of my life. And I also might have to repent because I've been independent of this area of my life. Oh, repent, independent. It might be a wordplay there somewhere. But I think that's the problem. And so, men, I, I think the, the issue is what areas of your life are you independent from God when you look at the, scape, the landscape of your life? And my guess is you probably don't trust God yet in that area of your life or you're too filled with shame in order to even present it to God to allow you to begin to trust him in that area of your life. Does that make sense in that way? Yeah, no, I, I like that because I think that that puts a bow on what we've been talking about where you go, okay, I'm doing this independently because I want to do it my way or I'm ashamed of how I'm doing it my way. Yeah. And so I can go, what are those places where I feel shame? God, I'm obviously not doing this with you. Because in God, there's no shame. Exactly. In God, there's freedom. Yeah, ironically enough, right? Because we're talking about dependence. But there's freedom where there's not shame. God, where are those areas where I feel conflict and fear, right? You talked about finances. I don't bring those to God. Why? Because I'm fearful mm. that mm. that I don't have enough or that I'll make a mistake or that I can't tithe because there won't I won't be able to fulfill all my obligations. And so in fear, I operate out of that. And again, what do I trade for fear? De- dependence on myself, right? It, it looks like yeah, that's dependence good. on myself, but it's those areas where I'm really in bondage. Which is funny because we think we're gaining freedom by autonomy. We think we're gaining freedom in being independent from God. But what we're actually creating is more slavery. We're yeah. slave to sin. I mean, scripture says that. And we want liberty. And we want liberty. And so, uh, you know, this idea of being a slave to sin is, is actually being captive Man, that's the crazy thought. The areas of my life that are independent from God, I actually feel like I'm I'm freeing myself from God. I'm only ca- I'm only being captive by sin more and more and more restricted bondage than I am being free. And so I think that that's part of the issue that as guys we struggle with. We love to be our own men and because we love to be independent, we will always struggle with being dependent on God. I mean, shoot, we got commercials Burger King have it your way. Right? The Lone Ranger was never alone, but we liked him because he had the name, the Lone Ranger. And this idea of being independent, how the West was won. We look at that. It was all these independent guys. And yet, man, that's a lonely place to be when you're in this place of independence and you don't depend on God. And yet you still feel like there's this need for dependence. Yeah. And you walk in that shame and you walk in the areas that you are fearful of. Well, and Jesus came to set the captive free. No captive ever set themselves free. So that means what? You're dependent. You're dependent. Yeah. So I bring it all back to America and yeah, we screwed it all up, bro. I'm just kidding. We did not screw it up. I think we gave us a great principle to live by. However, we have to always look and say the freedoms that I've been given are not so that I can be free. It's so that I can be dependent on a God because my country allows me to do that. And I think that's the hard, the hard part for us as men. We love independence but I want to learn how to love dependence more. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the maturity of the faith. We love independence. And so the freedom that comes from that, but we analyze our lives and we look for those areas where I don't have freedom, pornography, finances, worry, yeah, debt, right? We look at those areas in our lives where we don't have freedom and say, God, here are places where I've been independent, 
That's good. And it's failing right now. I want to walk in a dependency towards you so that I have liberty in that area, freedom from captivity. That's good, man. That's good. I think that's the way to say it. And so I think, JB, you just laid it out really well. Guys, what areas of your life are you not experiencing freedom? Yeah. What areas of your life? And, and, and God doesn't want you to be independent. He wants you to be dependent. I think that's a perfect way to sum up this whole idea of 4th of July uh, and Independence Day, which I will now call Dependence Day. Let freedom reign. Yeah, let freedom reign. And if you want to, you can go on our website, which is firstadam.com. That's one stadam.com. We are now selling t-shirts. We'll actually give away the 10 free t-shirts that say Dependence Day. Happy Dependence Day. I'm just kidding. Don't do that because we don't actually have t-shirts. We, it's George Washington and Dependent Diapers. That would actually be a good t-shirt, dude. I'm sure nobody's done it yet. Happy Dependence Day. Anyways, uh, that's what you get on your tax return when you have multiple kids. Happy Dependence Day. Until you don't. Yeah, I know. Now it's not Happy Dependence Day. Anyways, hey, share us with your friends. We know it's not good for man to be alone, although we probably think that it is. It is not. Scripture tells us that. And uh, so share us with your friends. We're on all types of social media, Facebook, Instagram, I, uh, what's it called? Apple podcast, Spotify. We're actually better on pod Apple podcast. We got more ratings than Spotify. Spotify, you suck. Step it up a little bit. And no, I'm just kidding. Um, but share us with your friends because we know it is not good for man, man to, to be, be alone. alone. All right. Well, happy dependence day. Thank you. Thank you. It was good. Andy. Later.